You gotta vote for everybody, even the course of school guard. If you don't like what he look like and what he's doing and with how he's hanging, then you get him up out of there too. Welcome back to a fashion moment with Tai Chun. I am your boy Tai Chun. And as you can look around and see, we're in a new studio. I told you guys that this season we were gonna be changing it up and doing things differently. So make sure you let me know your suggestions and your comments, your likes and dislikes, and what we're doing as far as the setup and which ones you like best. So we're gonna keep continuing trying to surprise you guys with new sets and getting um, the most um, illustrious guests and all of that kind of stuff going. So on with the S-H-O-W. I wanna start out by telling, and obviously say hi to the tie iPad, my trusty, this is my this is my super co-host right here, guys. Because I told you guys I'm older now, can't really see that well. So I'm not trying to look at the clipboards and all that kind of stuff in the screens and all of that and straining my eyes. Or looking crazy with my little four-eye bifocal glasses and all that. So I'm not doing it. I don't care. <laughs> so or with the SHOW, guys. As I told you, this is like our 13th to our 15th season. I can't tell you which one it is because I started in radio and then I also then I moved from radio into video podcasting and then talk show style whatever and all of that kind of stuff so it's between 13 and 15 but we're gonna go with the 13 because 13 is my favorite number so this is what we are doing today I have my girl Kim Holmes who is a hip-hop dancer and I also have a surprise guest and I know him as little Ian and he goes by the <laughs> by the dance name of Shadow Pine. So he is, um, did I say, I think I said it wrong, but anyway, he'll correct me when he gets away. You guys remember I said I'm a little bit older or whatever. So anyway, he's, he's a, um, a b-boy and this is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop so i'm going to be doing a few things involving the hip-hop in the story of hip-hop i am hip-hop i remember when the first um hip-hop um female rapper lady b came out right around sugar hill gang's time or whatever and people never talk about her i wonder where she's at hmm where's lady b let's get her up on the show so before we get into that over the weekend, it was a lot of things going on and um, into last week. I don't know if you guys know who Nina Simone is, but she has a new movie coming out. Well, not her. Her daughter is, co is executive producing a movie about her life and um, a rabbi named Shlomo and their connection, how they made music together and all of that. So these are some of the pictures from the um, press junket that they did for the launch of it. I think I believe that the um, movie premiered on Tuesday of this week. So that was two days ago. So I went there and saw that and it's called Soul Doctor. And it's like I said, it's about um, it was at the Bryant Park Hotel on on um, June 8th. So it was, um, and then this week, Tuesday, was the launch. And Soul Doctor is about their friendship, Shlomo and Nina Simone, and how they meshed together and, and became not only friends, but musical partners and kind of fed off each other. And it was a really beautiful story. Um, Nina Simone was there, and um, Nina Simone's daughter was there, 
Lisa and her uh, her co-producing partner, which is Shlomo's daughter, who was also there at the press junket. So this is them talking about the 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 relationship between their parents. Yeah, I, when I walked into the room, it was like instant. This is my sister, um, it's like a soul sister, and they say that energy can't be created or destroyed, and I believe that soul connections um, have nothing to do with how many times you met someone, whether you saw them in childhood, whether you know them on the street once or, you know, 20 years later. Um, an energy that lives between two people is sacred and always is there. And there's something that was created between our parents um, that allowed them to create something that lives in each of us because my father's in my blood and Nina's in Lisa's blood and um, we live through that and because of that and um, it just, um, it's just there. So that was them. I don't know if you can hear it because I tried to be the videographer myself. So don't kill me and do not kill my producer. Trust me. He got on me about the quality of the video. <laughs> but she also needed some old daughter, Lisa. She also talked about her family and her grandmother and how her mother's relationship with her grandmother was, was tumultuous and intense at most. She always felt like her mother didn't appreciate her. That's Nina Simone. Um, and this is her granddaughter talking about their relationship and how they didn't appreciate each other. And she talked um, about how she um, never gave her her props or her flowers while she was alive. And she thought that, you know, she wasn't living a sanctified, holy life because she was supposed to be in the church and all of that kind of stuff. So this is a clip of Nina Simone's daughter, Lisa, talking about the relationship and the grandmother and how she raised all of the kids and, and how she raised the family and their tumultuous relationship. So take a look at this clip. My mom, one of her biggest laments is that she would always say that my grandmother was ashamed of her and that she put her albums under the mattress. Now the world revered me as well. She had a great following, she had great influence, yet she would go home. And she wasn't Nina, she was Eunice. And she had to go back into that persona, into that box. And um, also the part of her that never healed with regards to her relationship to those to whom she wanted real blessings from. And as we sit here today, and we talk about this influence that she continues to have, the friendship that she developed with this great man that is touching so many people of different faiths today. I say all that in a disconnected way and to try to connect it to say that we all have our own paths. We all have our own reasons for being here. We all have our own impact to have upon the world and on each other. And oftentimes we have to follow our hearts and not doubt what we're feeling, even though we may be, we may feel so alone <laughs> and, and just wonder what is it that won't let me rest until I follow this path. Shlomo did that. My mom did that. Young people today are probably more confused than ever. Right. There's too much information out there. Yeah. There's no childhood anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and so 
too much is thrown at them at too young of an age. There's more depression and suicide and, and sense of identity crisis. Speak. Oh, listen, but don't want to get so bad. So what do you think of the boss? She's a complex. Care to elaborate? Very powerful women. See, anybody, as long as they got the next person in China, lost it, lost it. with the SHOW. I hope you guys enjoyed that little tidbit because um, we have two great guests, like I said, and Little Ian probably going to kill me for keep calling him Little Ian. <laughs> I call him Little Ones, but his name is Little Ian. <laughs> Robinson, that's my little boy. <laughs> I've known him since he was an infant. And now it's weird because he's a grown man and he's like into being a b-boy and i'm like wow this is crazy that his generation would pick up where my generation started out where the b-boys started back in the 70s and all of that kind of stuff and now it's 2023 and this kid that i've watched gray be grown to a little boy into a grown man now be into this and then like we said we got kim holmes and she's you know that um that that hidden secret in hip-hop and she'll tell you about her career in hip-hop, and we'll get into more about how hip-hop, dance, and fashion all coincided on this 50th anniversary. See you in 5.321 seconds after this commercial break. Your family and friends not even going to be your first customers. Stop trying to cater and impress your family and your friends with your business. Strangers are your biggest supporters. They don't know you 
All they know is you got good quality stuff and they won't buy. Your family just do too much. Your family won't know where you get it from, how you did it, bitch. I've been seeing you since a child. You ain't never had interest in this. Like, it's just too much for them to give you a daily that be discounted like stop trying to impress your family and your friends with your business they ain't even gonna be your first supporters okay welcome yes. back from this last commercial great uh, break <laughs> great <laughs> i've been talking all day so and i'm supposed to like on thursdays i'm supposed to be silent all day but my my great nephew came and he was just a bundle of joy running around. So it was crazy running through the park and all kinds of stuff. So it was madness. Uh, excuse me, guys, if I'm like flustered a little bit. I was supposed to be silent. I'm like, I'm like Patty LaBelle. I don't say nothing all day. <laughs> I got to use this voice. <laughs> so, guys, did you guys check out the Tai Chan stuff? All of my little yes. gear, my kicks and stuff. Something that you could dance in, something that you could dance yes. in. I have leggings and all that kind of stuff, too. So, you know, you got to start wearing Okay. I wear my watches and I wear. No, but that's the sweatshirt. Now they the hoodie. I'm very big on sweatshirts. You know? <laughs> we gotta get you out of the. I wear footwear for me. <laughs> I wear footwear for you. So this is my guest. Let me. I guess I'll let them introduce themselves because this one is probably going to kill me because I probably said his name wrong, his <laughs> b-boy name wrong. So we're gonna start with Miss Kim over here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Kim Holmes. Hey. I am a dancer, choreographer, director. Mom, judge. <laughs> mom, judge, Nana, and a couple other things. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. I'm Ian Robinson. I also go by the moniker of B Boy Drowsy. I'm representing Fresh Pears, NYC. So what uh, shadow from? Um, that was just an old thing, but everybody thinks that's my vivo name because of my Instagram. But I put in the bio my actual vivo <laughs> name. Oh, so if I would have actually read the bio, yeah, <laughs> but it, it's very normal. Like you're not the first person to like do that. Um, I am a b-boy. I am a new style hustle dancer. I also am a professional longboarder. Uh, I do a little bit of acting on the side and an overall hobbyist. So, longboarder. What is longboarding? So, it's kind of like an oversized skateboard. Okay. But I'm able to use it like a skateboard. So, I've been riding for the company Bustin' Boards since I was about 19. I'm about to be 28 this year. So, they upgraded me to Pro Rider last year. So, I used to do races. I do videos for them still to this day. And now I get paid for one of my hobbies slash passions. Yeah. Didn't you do a commercial too? Um, longboard wise, I can't think of one I've done recently. I've done a lot of videos for them, but I did do a commercial. The last big commercial I did was for Gap last yeah, year. Yes, yes, yes. They had flew me out to Miami. Okay. And now. Fabulous. I know, right? Right. <laughs> so this is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And, um, I wanted to do a few shows about hip hop. So this is the dance that how dance and fashion and all of that kind of coincides with the music of hip hop. Because when I was growing up, it wasn't about the rappers. There was no Jay-Z's and all that kind of stuff. Like Sugar Hill and them were just kind of getting started. But it was about the DJs, the MC crews, 
and the dancers. That was hip hop back then. It wasn't about the rappers because it would be like, you know, a DJ would come and bust open his equipment, be in the light, put in the light poles, plug it in and get us <laughs> grooving. The MC crew would be us. We would have our, our t-shirts on. Yes. Baby T shocks the world <laughs> and all of that or whatever. And then the dancers would be there and the DJ would be doing his thing and we'd be like, MC crew, what you got for me? Hey. El Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's about rappers now, um, hip hop or whatever. So I wanted to get into first the history of it from what I just started out into knowing hip hop. I was, you know, born into the beginning of hip hop to this now um, ge- this um, generation who was a little bit um, right after me and the generation who's after her and still b-boying and all of that is still there so i wanted to get into that give us a little bit of rundown of when you started i think um what videos made you pop first well for me even getting into hip-hop was like back in high school mm-hmm. so um um through my girlfriend marjorie smarv you know doing all the different talent shows mm-hmm. and um i think for me was 97 when mm-hmm. I did um, my first video with Foxy Brown and mm-hmm. did I'll be with um, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. So that was like the that was the era that we said we brought dance back again. Right. So it was more about the social dancing versus being able to, you know, break and stuff. Breaking has always had its own separate in- mm-hmm. so own separate entity, but as in social dance, that was really important and then we changed up in doing more street jazz with it. Right. Yeah, because you're an all-around dancer. You do yes. da- a ballet, um, modern, jazz, jazz African. African, yes. Hip-hop, and, and house. Hip-hop house, all that you kind know, of stuff. Will you name it, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to try it out. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So she said it started out, you know, with the talent shows and all that kind of stuff or whatever. Your generation are now these b-boys and skateboarders because skate uh, and i forgot to mention that skateboarding was a big part of the hip-hop community and, too, roller, back skating. Then, and roller skating and it's just weird to me because you're a baby to me you know what i'm saying so <laughs> to see you when i first saw you on the internet dancing i said oh my god that's little ones whatever whatever he's he's really good i'm like and how could he possibly be that good it was two generations before him. So that's my generation, her generation, and now yours, which is the two generations before you. So how did you get started into it and get a love for it the way you do? Uh, so I started eight years ago. So what's that, like 2016, 2015? Mm-hmm. Sorry if my math is bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm being completely like just candid about it, uh, I got bored with the longboard community. I wasn't having that much fun anymore. We were getting a lot more, you know, younger people and you know it was just like all right well i'm gonna just let them do their thing i would pop in in and out because for them uh their words not mine like i'm like their generation before because now i'm in my 20s and right these are kids who are like 16 and whatever so i wanted to find a new thing so i would do longboard dancing which you've probably seen on the internet yeah and i was like okay let me try this on the floor so I started out trying to teach myself freestyle. So I would watch a lot of the Let's Wins, go figure. And I would try to copy what I saw. Really? The, yeah. Those are the guys from Paris, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Laurent and uh, Lai. But um, I didn't really have a mentor or nothing. So I just learned from videos and just kind of messing around. Mm-hmm. I would meet a couple of friends. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm a, in terms of my dance career, I'm a Union Square kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love yes. it. That's where it yes. started. I, I sit here to say it because like Union Square then and now versus like the stories I hear back then. Yeah. Yes. It's more popping. Yes. yes. So I am envious of that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I did that for about a year and then I saw Breaking and I thought about it, but I wasn't sure about it yet. So I had approached uh, somebody I saw Breaking on the street. And I was like, hey, do you guys do like certain movements like this or like that? Because, you know, I was just being inquisitive. Mm-hmm. So at the time, we're good friends now, but um they were just like well we don't really do stuff like that because you know that's not really hard that's not really manly so for me i was trying to be like open-minded so i was like well if that's the case then maybe i just this isn't for me because i don't want to have to fake being this character i'm not yeah so i just was kind of put off by the idea fast forward i'm on instagram and i'm just looking at stance and i saw this japanese b-boy who goes by uh wing zero and his style was very just like him he was having fun he was being silly just like overall just a goofball so when i saw that i was just like okay so what gives so after watching a few videos of him and then another b-boy uh kazuki rock just like a couple of japanese b-boys who were just very goofy very different i was just like okay maybe i could get this a shot and then i ended up just running with it so I would just go to Union Square every day. I had a friend I met out there named uh, Kong. He still breaks to this day. And we would just practice, 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 practice. <laughs> That's super dope. So, guys, this is Fashion Moment with Tai Chen. And I forgot to tell you, I'm wearing my Tai Chen hat, Ooh. my bucket hat, my shirt, <laughs> and my sneakers. But I'm not lifting Hi. my foot up. I'm too old to lift my foot up. But trust me, <laughs> I have one black high top sneaker. <laughs> S-H-O-W, guys. We were goofing <laughs> off during the break. That's why everybody's laughing. So, <laughs> welcome back to the S-H-O-W. We were talking um, with little Ian about his break style and his real name in break and how he got into it and his history on how he was kind of put off about, you know, his style and because some people had... Um, their idea of what breaking was supposed to be about. Go figure. They weren't even born when breaking started and they given this one like exactly. criticism. <laughs> so anyway, about what real breaking is about. <laughs> and it's funny because when you said your own style, that's what we that's what made it grow is because people started adding to it. 
So I'm so glad that you were able to push through and, and persevere and not allow that to kind of um, discourage you completely. Like it kind of puts you off, but you continue watching, you continue studying because the passion was still there. And that's something that I want the audience to know about, you know, if you have a passion for something, it doesn't matter what anybody else says but yourself. You have to be true to yourself yeah. and you have to move forward. You can't just allow people to just shut you down because their belief is not what's going to make you move. You know what I'm saying? It's your belief that's going to make you move. So I know that there has been some discouraging moments in your career where you were ready to give it up. I remember when we met, you were doing uh, um, one, uh, um, uh, you had created your own show. And um, you did it um, in Harlem at um, City at City College. City College, yes. yeah. Aaron Davis Hall. Mm -hmm. Aaron Davis Hall. And um, I just kept remembering was this dancer. I was hired um, to be her stylist, and she was like, "I want a red dress." And I was like, "Who is this girl that want a red dress?" <laughs> You know what they say about ladies in red dresses. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about where you were then, when you were before. Let's start before then to getting to that moment where you started to create your own um, vision. And, you know, from being with Alvin Haley and all of these other places and creating your own vision where you did your own story. And it was um, a beautiful love story through hip hop. When, um, I, I never forget. I forget the male's dancer, but he was gorgeous. I can't remember. Malik Washington. Yes. And the story that you did through, you know, dance, it was just amazing to me. And you even had like Tweety and a couple of other hip hop dancers in there yes. too Tweety, to tell the complete story. Tweety and Violetta Galagaza from KR3Ts. Mm -hmm. um, well, the thing was, I was teaching, being the teaching artist for Alvin Ailey and, um, and working with inside the um, city schools. And at one point, I was just like, well, um, I think I could do this on my own, you know. And I was getting discouraged from a lot of different other friends of mine because they was like, why don't you just, you know, just stay and be under the umbrella of Alvin Ailey and, you know, work for different um, arts and educational programs. But something um, was pushing me to do it on my own and also to tell my story. And I've been watching so many different shows and in so many of my friends that were, you know, working on Broadway, Adesla Sakalumi, who was able to play Fela, and um, a lot of other friends of mine that had been traveling overseas, um, as a Brian Green and as I said, my friend um, Marjorie, so Marjorie Smoth and Sekou Haru. And it was like, no, you can do this. You're going to take a step and you're going to get past this scariness is um because all it was was fear about stepping out on my own and seeing myself and also i wanted to understand like my daughter being a single mom giving her something to understand that at the end of the day you can do this you can do this type of work and she was working with you at one point in time for fashion mm -hmm. and um she was still at uh the high school of fashion industry so that was another way of us being able to understand what networking looked like right. because that's not taught to us in you know the city um neighborhoods and in in the projects right mm -hmm. so to be able to step out of those things and say oh no i've i've got this information it's time for me to share and then to help some other little black girls that look like me because what happens is you start to take a step out and then when I was traveling 
nobody looks like you. You're the single black girl. You know, it was uh, even the hiring phases was, you know, the universal look. You get the one black girl, the one Asian girl, the one Caucasian girl, and the one Latina. And we understand that, but after a while, it's just like you can't, you miss your folks. So that was me saying, it's time for people to hear what I have to say, what I've been going through, and give them also another source of encouragement and empowerment. So the the show was called The Evolution of KIM. Exactly. And so both of you guys talked about this big moment um, in your career when you like decided to do what you were going to do. You were doing videos and, and you still are doing videos. Then you did the, recently the Gap commercial, you with Foxy Brown and Jay-Z and all of those kinds of things. Pivoting from those moments to where you are now, what do you both think um, is going to be the next step? Start with the ladies first. <laughs> Ladies first, right? Well, they know, think, maybe, maybe, no, 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 no. It, it's it's okay. Like, okay. you know, and understanding ladies first, like you still watch those artists, like for coming me coming up with seeing uh Queen Latifah, seeing Yo Yo, being able to work with Salt and Pepper, and then it's like seeing where they're at and you were behind them dancing, but now as dancers, we have our own name, you know, our own recognition. And not just on the fact of when you come home, like people really call, like like how the Les Twins are, right? You know, we are those names now that are household names and globally, which I never thought about that as a little girl. Like somebody's calling me from Austria. Who knows me out there? <laughs> but because of the work we have been able to do, you know, and, and friends who now we weren't traveling overseas to live. And, you know, it, that's, that wasn't heard of. You from the Bronx, you from Brooklyn, you from Harlem, you from Staten Island. That's where you at. Right. Where you at? Or you from Queens. But now it's you living out in Italy. What do you mean? They they need me over there to come teach a class or workshops in France and stuff. So for me, it was like now that I see that is to take the next leap into being, you know, doing film and um, creating uh, TV shows for for other kids and sneaker lines and you know the things that wasn't told dance to apparel. us dance definitely dance apparel yeah we talked about that um <laughs> because those things weren't taught taught to us you know coming up so it's just like oh the world is so it's so small but so large mm -hmm. and we're able to you know share that information and for me it was coming back again to see the little girls that need me right and I'm, I'm doing that as of right now. I wanted to invest in like 10 little girls, but I got an overflow of 75. Right. Right. To say, no, you can get off the block. It's, it's not just about all the stuff that they're trying to keep you, you know, secluded from. You know, we, we're, we're more than just our hips and our thighs. I know that's right. More than just our hips and our thighs. You heard it here first on the Bachelor One with Ty <laughs> We're more than just our hips and, and our, our thighs. thighs. <laughs> Um, I mean, for me, like, I still, I wouldn't say like I'm a big name or anything like that yet. Um, I just started how I could put it being a bit more social <laughs> in dance, like the past few years. And that's more so thanks to, uh, my girl, mm -hmm. uh, because she would go to classes and stuff and I would go to like parties and stuff and I would end up talking to more people that I would just see around. Now, not to say I didn't know people, like I would see like Sibo or like yes. Brian Green and them around, but that's from me going to parties because 
after like being a Union Square brat for so long, I would go to <laughs> different places like Soul on the Horn or I would go to Collage and see like Savior and them. Or I would go to his freedom parties or rather Savior would hit me and be like, all right, come to this party. And I'd be like, all right, <laughs> sure, chief. But um, yeah, like now I've just been focusing on just like bettering myself. Um, I'm kind of indifferent if I become Mr. Worldwide or not, but my main goal right now is I don't mind trying to just be like that people's champ or like just like a hometown hero. I'm okay with that because my main goal is making sure like other people can see me and know like, oh, I can also be myself or like if this is how you move, like be you. Like for me, the most important thing is authenticity yes. mm -hmm. of like self because I get tired of seeing and like no offense, I get tired of seeing people who like are out of town and stuff and they want to be a New York breaker and it's like you can learn the movements you can learn from the OG but you're not from here you're not gonna have the same trials and tribulations so when I see certain people like try to mimic that or mimic that attitude I maybe it's just me and maybe it's unfair but I just get a weird like turn in my stomach so authentic posers <laughs> I won't say like posers because some of them can smoke me and like you know we give credit where credit is due but like at least like when I go home and go to bed I'll be like oh I was being myself like I'm not trying to look like born I'm not trying to look like rock steady I'm yeah. not trying to look like so-and-so because I never had a mentor right I had a couple of like kind people show me like tips and tricks in a way like uh for example like nemesis yes. whack Yes. Funny enough, like some of the bricks crew. That's crazy. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Slex, uh, B-Boy Swag. Like they would give me tips or when I was learning and like I would get a little too excited for my britches, they would knock me down a peg or two. And I appreciate that. So, you know, for me, it's just like I just want to keep working at it. And then I'm always training with like Autumn and then um, B-Boy Theatrics. Like we're our own little family. And sometimes it just makes me even like with everybody else, like, they don't have to be an equation, but just having those two behind my back is very important for me because, you know, I for me, I'm just like, all right, someone's has to be strong for the other. And yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm trailing. <laughs> That's cool. Don't worry about it. So we, we're going to leave it there because we're going to see some moves from you. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can see what you've been talking about all this time. Uh, uh, so we'll see that when we come back from this commercial break. <laughs> Your family and friends not even going to be your first customers. Stop trying to cater and impress your family and your friends with your business. Strangers are your biggest supporters. They don't know you. All they know is you got good quality stuff and they won't buy. Your family just do too much. Your family won't know where you get it from, how you did it. Bitch, I've been seeing since a child. You ain't never had interest in this. Like, it's just too much for them to give you a daily that be discounted like stop trying to impress your family and your friends with your business they ain't even gonna be your first supporters and welcome back to a fashion with tai chun guys welcome to the show the part that we've been looking forward to as you can see i told you guys i was wearing my tai chun sneakers i told you they look like converses but those are tai chuns i promise you <laughs> so my boy little ian Ian Robinson, Drowsy, is about to show us what B-Boy style looks like in 2023. So check out his style, and we'll see you later.
pimp. It's like the A, the B, to the C. It's easy. SHOW, we are going to talk about That's Entertainment. Yay! That's one of the new segments that we're doing in That's Entertainment. When I talk about, you know, different shows and movies and plays and parties and things that are going on in not only in New York City, mainly Brooklyn, because you know I represent Brooklyn all day, but <laughs> internationally as well. <laughs> I have to be fair to folks. So I don't know if you guys are watching Netflix, but they are coming up with some really good things. Like they have this um, this um, Netflix docu um, series on Queen Cleopatra, and it was amazing. I'm telling you, you guys have to go and watch it. It talks about her life. It speaks to her. It's not that Elizabeth Taylor white um, woman with blue eyes kind of Cleopatra. It's the real woman that's on the continent of Africa in Egypt. And it talks about her family and how she came to rise. It even talks about how her brother and sister um, she had two brothers and a sister, but her older, her, the oldest younger brother, because she was the oldest, her oldest brother, the oldest boy, um, had to marry her when her father died because that was the only way that they could come into power is if they were married. Then it talks about you know her sister and the rivalry between them and how they came to try to tear her down and take over, and it just was an amazing story. You guys got to check that out. So that is that is that. And then we have also, there's this show called Alaska Drag. Now, I was like, Alaska Drag? What is this show going to be about? Hmm. And then I watched it. It was really interesting. It really put me in the mind of Footloose in, in the way that it was about drag, meaning that, you know, like RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever, this um, young black guy who lives in Alaska, he lives with his, his, his family, and he's a drag queen, but he's very young, and he works in a fish fa fishing factory. So, you know, one of those industrial kind of jobs, whatever, and he gets kind of picked on and, and bullied and all that kind of stuff. And it's, um, 
it tells his story of how he becomes a full-fledged performing drag queen and all that kind of stuff or whatever. But it's more entailed than that because it also talks about his sexuality, how his bully in him had a fling going on. And that's the reason why the boy was bullying him in public, but dealing with him in private. So it was a very interesting movie to watch um, Alaska Drag. And it's not only interesting for the LGBTQ community, it's a good story for everyone. That means families can watch it and all of that because it teaches us about love, self-esteem, pride, and all of those kinds of things and following your dreams and knowing that when you're in a hard situation or dealing with hardships does not define who you are going to be. So look at look out for, um, for Alaska Drag. Yay! <laughs> and then um, also, you guys, um, on um, AMC, they have um, Interview with a Vampire. I know I talked to you guys about it last, last season with Interview with a Vampire. So it got renewed for another season. Unfortunately, guys, I don't have the skinny on when it's going to air, but they did get um, renewed. If you guys have not checked out Interview with a Vampire, you need to see that. But um, you need to watch that. And one more favorite, well, two more favorites, two more favorites. Not one more, two more, because I got to give my girl Tiana Taylor a shout out too. But before we get to Tiana Taylor's new movie, one in, um, A Thousand and One, I want to talk about Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte is Shonda Rhimes' new baby. Y'all know I love me some Shonda Rhimes. You guys have to check this out. And she's the first black queen of England. And they talk about her rise and how she had to suffer with the racism and all of that kind of stuff. Kind of the stuff that you heard about. Um, what's the royal family's name? What's those people's name? You know who I'm talking about. Anyway, that came here to America, lived in Tyler Perry's house in L.A. Yeah, them folks. So anyway, it's almost the same, mimics the same thing as as what they went through with the, with the colorism, the racism, and all that kind of stuff. Stuff, and they called it a test or a uh, uh, um, uh, a exhibit or something or whatever to stand the third when they were looking um, for her to marry into the royal family. And it talks about Queen Charlotte's rise to power, how her husband was mad and she had to like kind of take care of him and their love story. And it was beautiful and how she had to protect him and her kids and all of that kind of stuff. So quick, check out Queen Charlotte. It's really, really dope. You guys gotta check it out. It's on Netflix. It's Shonda Rhimes' new baby and it's amazing. And the last but not least, give a shout out to my girl, Tiana Taylor from Harlem. I worked with Tiana Taylor years ago when she was a really, really baby. She did my show, um, Rip, not Rip the Runway. I didn't do that's not Rip the Runway. That was something else. She did 80s rocks. <laughs> she did my 80s rock show. It was her, Little Mama. Uh, um, I can't think of the other girl's name from... Um, from um, Diddy's camp or whatever. I can't think of her name or whatever right now, but it was all of them and Carlos from making the band. They all performed at my show and she actually modeled in that show for designer Gail McGlynn, who was my partner back then, Kyrie Seth or what have you. And she was amazing. And I watched her grow from this little girl where she was backstage rapping and singing and battling with little mama and, uh, and all of the other guys, <laughs> and all the other guys back there. For making an event? No, Carlos for making the band. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, um, 
And she was back there with, um, and they were all battling and all that kind of stuff or whatever. So it was really cool to see her, this movie, and see her act in this movie. It's a thousand and one. And it's the story of a mother in her fight for her son who's caught up in the uh, injustice system when it comes to children, which is child welfare services, not welfare services, child protective services. And she's fighting for her child, although it seems there's a twist. So you guys gotta watch this movie because it starts out looking like this loving mother who's willing to do anything for her child and then it turns on you like that. And baby, let me tell you, Tiana did her thing. So shout out to the queen, Tiana Taylor. She closes out this season and um, this episode of this, of this show, not the season, the season just started. I'm already tired. Ah! <laughs> too much going on, too much going on. And just in case you guys didn't notice, like I talked about earlier when I was doing the interview, these are my products. Those are my eyewear, my watches, sneakers, Tai Chen brand collection behind me is one of my sweatshirts and you guys always can dm me go to my website and all of that there's sneakers watches glasses everything you could think of i've done and i've done it i have a show coming up september 9th called street art meets fashion where you guys can get to see the new 2024 spring collection for tai chun so this has been a fashion moment with tai chun i love you guys i appreciate you for always being there for us take care of yourself take care of someone else Le live a flea free life Peace out to you.